Hello, Lisa. I'm so happy that you're here today. And I know that you have a lot of great nuggets and, and tips for all the smart women with money in this event. So, but first of all, I want you to tell them a little bit more about you. Uh, tell me, uh, how did you end up where you are today? Fantastic. And thank you so much for having me. So my story really starts, I don't know, probably kind of early in my career. I started with, um, I thought it was an under-earning thing, but I was actually making pretty good money. I was in IT at the time. Um, it was really an overspending issue, which, you know, if you're wondering if you have an overspending issue, if there's credit card debt and there's not a really sad story to go with it, right? Like medical debt, probably not overspending, but if you're like, I don't know the, just the things I buy, the things on the Amazon and they show up, right? That's usually a sign. Um, so I started out on the, my personal money journey, really breaking all those habits of overspending and shopping as a way to make myself feel better. If I had a bad day, I'd go to target or I'd go buy clothes. And so that was kind of the beginning of our financial turnaround. And you know, it's probably a 10, 15 year process, but we really went from deeply in debt, a lot of credit card bills to over time, paying that down, building up emergency funds, learning about investing. And now we're self-made millionaires. But what's interesting is I eventually realized I didn't actually clean up the behavior I just shifted it to a different area. So instead of making myself feel better by buying like some really cute shoes, I was making myself feel better by having a cookie. <laughs> so then we got a weight problem. And so um, as a part of all of my coach training, I ended up mentoring a, under someone who started as a weight coach and going through all of her materials. And that's where I really got to the root cause of what was driving this overconsumption behavior and how to address it. So that's what I help women with now. That's super interesting. So basically, no matter what, it's not necessarily a money issue, but it's something that is even more deeply rooted inside of us, right? And then you were channeling one way, and all you do is shift it and channel it the problem mm -hmm. in a different way, right? Yep. So um, when was your like awakening moment, like the moment that you realized that you were doing that? Mm, with the, the money or with the... the um, both, because obviously, mm. as, as you can see, and, and this is what is so interesting, the money problem ended up to be a, a, a overeating problem mm -hmm. as well, right? So it's so tied up, it's so related. So when did you realize that you shifted from the money problem to the overeating problem hmm. and realize that that was a problem and that is related. Well, and if I'm going to tell you all my dirty secrets, there was actually a problem in the middle. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it really went from overspending to over drinking. Okay. And yes. So um, just to tell you all my business. So I... That's good. Well, Let's become vulnerable because you yeah, know what? You yeah. might inspire somebody else with this. And we're all human. And I think yes. it's a pretty, so I never smoked, but you hear all the time about smokers who gain a lot of weight yeah. and there's multiple issues with that. But one of it is, you know, when they're stressed, they go and smoke, you cut that out. They have to replace it. So it really started with the financial piece. I wanted to get that in line. And so I cleaned up my financial behavior, but 
the root cause went over to drinking, then that became a problem. So I cleaned that up and sort of the aha moment when I realized that, oh, great. Now we've moved from drinking too much to eating too much was um, one year after Valentine's day. This was probably, this was in our old house. So it was probably about four years ago. Um, I went and got a bunch of, cause I'm financially savvy. I bought a bunch of Valentine's day candy on the 15th <laughs> and had it kind of stockpiled in the cabinet. And I was going to the cabinet really frequently and not for a piece of chocolate, but for a lot of chocolate. So that's when I kind of, and I remember having a conversation with my husband about it. Cause he said, you're hitting the Valentine's day candy pretty hard. And I said, yes. And that's not what I'm focused on right now. Right now I'm quitting drinking and this is helping me do that. So we're just going to get fat, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and there was a lot of different causes, but that's kind of when I realized like consciously that, okay, I've now shifted this behavior from one thing to the other, but I just sort of chose not to focus on it because I thought the stopping drinking was more important. So then we get into the overeating problem. And I think honestly, when I realized what the root cause was, was when I went through that coach training and they talked about all these different behaviors. I'm, I'm got my thing behind me here because it's still, what made you decide, yeah, yeah. what made you decide to go to this coaching training? Mm, So I, I had started in 2018 as a money coach and I came from a consulting background and, um, a family of educators. My mom's a teacher. So um, there is a real lack of financial education, and I wanted to help with that because I'd been through this personal journey. I've learned it all. Like, why do they not teach this in school? Um, Women especially, there's a lot of extra drama around money. So I, um, in 2018, was sort of looking for another, right, multiple streams of income. I was looking for another stream of income, and I thought, well, let me help people with the money thing. And the way I started out was teaching and consulting, which sounds good in theory and is somewhat helpful, but it only goes so far because yes, there's a knowledge problem, but the real crux of the matter is how do we get ourselves to do what we really want to do at least long-term, right? But in the moment, there's always that primitive brain that comes up and is like, but don't you want the shiny? (laughs) Yeah. So I got really obsessed with like the root cause and I did a bunch of different coach training and what I did through the life coach school, they call all that behavior buffering. So the overeating, watching Netflix, smoking, these are all things, right? Like our life is, is a mix of positive and negative emotions. And instead of feeling the negative emotions. We're like, Oh, I don't know what to do about that. Let me just cover it up. Let me distract myself. So, you know, too much Netflix, too much smoking. I've never had a drug problem, but you know, that's probably the same thing, right? All of those behaviors are a way to kind of insulate ourselves from our negative feelings. So it was really through that training that I learned how to process um, my emotions so that now, you know, just sometimes we feel bad. And then, you know, 90 seconds later, that's over instead of trying to go to something external to make us feel better. 
that's that's incredible and that's amazing and i have seen your before and after uh pictures you know i see i see you before and now i see you and i can see the transformation mm -hmm. so uh it is not about pushing down your negative emotions right or stop focusing on them but it's a matter of addressing them right exactly exactly yep so once you address them, then you can actually uh, change the behavior because you have eliminated the emotions. So mm -hmm. I, I am a big believer that, again, you know, like money problems are not, uh, it's not about the money, but it's about the mindset. It's about what you're feeling, right? Mm -hmm. They are very um, deep rooted um, emotions attached to the issues related to money, to the issues related to eating to the reasons mm -hmm. related to uh drinking right there's uh and drugs right there's mm -hmm. a, there's a rooted problem there's a bigger problem than just the symptoms that we are seeing right exactly. or how we're coping with that exactly so so what, what when was your aha moment or when you were taking this uh coaching certification and that motivated you to do what you do now yeah, it was probably that lesson on what they call buffering that, hey, we do all these behaviors to avoid negative emotions. Because what's kind of normal in our society is we either like we feel bad and we either act it out, which is what we all do as two-year-olds. So if you see like a two-year-old having the meltdown in the grocery store, that's I think kind of our default behavior is I'm not happy. Let me have a meltdown. And then you start to get older and that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. So instead we resist. Yeah, I don't want to have a meltdown in the middle of the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. There've been times I've wanted to, but we've all been socialized. It's not okay when you're 36 yeah. to like throw yourself on the floor. <laughs> of course. With a tantrum. Yeah, that's exactly. true. Exactly. Even yeah. though we want to. Yeah. So instead of like venting that, we resist it. We distract ourselves from it. And so right? Again, it's all about getting at the root cause. Once I understood, oh, this is what's going on. And instead of like acting out or instead of resisting and covering up, you can just like allow that emotion, just pay attention to it. And it passes, right? It's like a wave. It's like, it feels really crappy and then it goes away. And once you realize that, oh, okay, I have been doing all of these behaviors that have net negative consequences instead of just feeling icky for a minute or two, like all of a sudden you're like, really, that's it. Like I can handle that. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that was a big, a big piece of it. And you know, with the money too, and probably the weight, there's also all of these scripts and all of these limiting beliefs. So it's a part of our identity that you know, a rich people, money is the root of all evil, or I just come right. Like the women in my family are just really curvy. It's genetic. This is just how we are. So it gets wrapped up in our identity too. So you have to pull that apart as well and realize how much power we have to shape our own identity, to make different choices, to, con you know, yes, genetics are a thing, but we have a lot of control over how those genes express and a lot of the things that we call genetic are just outward behavior, right? That maybe trips the genes. So we have a lot of control and, and right. So the emotional piece is a lot of it. And then also the habit change piece. There's been so much research done on that lately. So uh, once you understood that, did you ever felt deprived, you know, like, oh, you know, now I cannot enjoy myself or have fun or, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And it's a mindset thing too. I mean, and it's the same for the money and for the eating. So it's sort of like, I think there's probably both at different places. So, um, yes, there may be some of like, oh, I can't have the thing, but this is where the mindset work is so important because if I think I can't have the cake, then, you know, I want to feel sorry for myself. I want to rebel or I eat it and I feel like guilt and shame. But when you look at it and say, I'm choosing not to have the cake, of course I can have the cake. I'm physically capable of having the cake. I'm going to choose not to, because this thing that I want long-term is more important to me than this thing that I want in the moment. And that's where planning really uh, on the financial side and on the eating side. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the financial independence, retire early movement, but I think that's why that's been, yeah, it's why it's been so powerful is because it switches people's focus from, I want the shiny, shiny now to I'm going to, you know, be weird for 10 years and then I'll never have to work again. So it's the same thing on the weight loss. Like if you're focused on, you know, I want to be healthy and I want to be in a body that I don't feel like weird about if there's a pool party and, and I want those things long-term more than I want the yummy, yummy short-term it's, it's a little bit of a choice. Right. And then Mm -hmm. it becomes back to the identity. This is where the scripts and the beliefs can help us. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then it becomes a part of your identity that, you know, I just don't eat that kind of stuff or I eat it very rarely. Uh And you don't crave it as you probably used to, right? As a matter of fact, going back to the alcohol, when we bought this house of a year and a half ago, the moving company, it was really like very thoughtful touch. They gave us a little like welcome bag with like a bottle of wine, a wine opener, roll of paper towels, toilet paper, like a newcomer's guide to the area. And there was a time when I would have had to immediately like open that. (laughs) There was a time when I would have had to immediately open it and drink it. There was a time after that when I would have had to open it and pour it down the drain, but I just stuck it in the pantry and it's still there with the idea being of at some point we're going to have guests and someone will, you know, we'll get it out then. And so it is, I think kind of a process, but then when it just becomes a part of your identity of, I just don't do this and you're more focused on the life that you want to live, that becomes more real and more compelling to you than, you know, what the primitive brain wants right in this moment. Yeah. So, so you shifted your emotions and you decided on what are your real priorities and you focus on that. I tell my clients all the time is about embrace, delay gratification and embracing anticipation. That's one of my favorite uh, phrases that I teach uh, my clients. So that's great. So how are you helping your clients now? Like, like, tell me a little bit about what you have been able, the transformation that you uh, clients have been able to achieve, et cetera. And, and um, yes, how have you been able to help all of these women to become smart women with money? Yeah, um, probably on the weight loss side, my best case study, and this is, if you go to my YouTube channel, you can see um, a testimonial that she gives as part of a recent um, webinar that I did. Awesome. Um, a lady actually I went to high school with has lost 20 pounds in two months. Now that's not typical. I didn't lose that much weight that fast, but 
Um, with her, it was really just, you know, all the things that we've talked about, just, she has grandkids now and she was very focused on, I want to be here long-term for my grandkids. I want to have a relationship with them and I want to be healthy enough that I can like get on the floor and play with them. I can chase them around. So that became more important to her most of the time <laughs> yeah. than like the yummy, delicious thing. And again, we're all human. We all have yeah. moments of, of temptation and weakness, or we have moments where we just choose a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's a special opportunity, but you know, overall, so that's probably my most dramatic story, but I've got a lot of other clients where like clothes are fitting differently. Um, some of them it's not showing up externally with, but they've made the mental shift, right? Cause it's really that, um, be, do have. So the first piece with money and with weight is you have to be somebody who is thinking in that new way. And then it becomes natural to start behaving in the new way. And then the weight loss and the money change is a lagging indicator. Yeah, yeah. It's like the last piece to change. Yeah. And totally. that's why, you know, you talked about like, is it hard? It's hard if you're trying to do the things without being the person. But once you shift your identity, then doing those different things is just a natural expression of who you are. And it becomes a lot easier. That is so true. I actually have a friend that um, he loved pizza and he was eating pizza all the time and he didn't care. That was, you know, that's his favorite food. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's actually one of my mentors and he realized, well, he went to the doctor and the doctor sat him down and said, uh, you know, like, do you want to be here to see your, to walk your daughter down the aisle when she gets married? Mm-hmm. So that was a wake up call for him. And that automatically shifted that emotion on like, hey, I'd rather eat salad and salmon, you know, like light things and being eating that pizza all the time because I do want to see my daughter when she gets married and I do want to walk her down the aisle. So it, again, is this a matter of shifting those emotions? I definitely mm-hmm. believe in that. So what do you have for the audience, uh, for the Smart Women with Money audience uh, today? Uh, So I have just a little one-page cheat sheet. It's a PDF that goes over the three biggest changes that I made in order to lose 50 pounds. That's awesome. mm -hmm, Yeah, it really gets into kind of the habit change and the behavior change and all of that as well. Okay, well, you know, it's going to be right here in the show notes. uh, Or so make sure to click on the link. And thank you so much, Lisa, for sharing this and also for becoming vulnerable. Right? I think that that is very important for us to share our struggles and Mm -hmm. in order to uh, inspire other women, empower them and tell them that it is not, you know, it, it is possible. It is possible to achieve what you really want. It is a matter of changing the emotions, changing the priorities. And that's why we're here to help them, to keep them accountable and hold their hand and help them along the way to do that. So I really appreciate you being here and we will be talking very soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Perfect. Have a good day.